0: Hello and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Manning, coming to you from the beautiful trails in Ogden, Utah, but connecting you to wherever trail, ultra, and mountain running takes us. We'll bring trail running to life with amazing athletes, discuss the latest topics, epic journeys, and get you stoked for your next trail adventure. We're sharing the moments that make life special. Because even a rough day on the trail beats a good day indoors. And nothing beats time spent with good friends and great stories. Catch us here weekly for your dose of dirt, hurt, and good vibes. So now it's time to top off your water, grab some cheese curds, and join us for this week's podcast where we take you deep into the heart of our sport. It's go time. hello and welcome to episode number 326 of the trail manners podcast the trail manners podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trailmanners.com come back often and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite rss feed or itunes you can also follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at trail manners and don't forget to subscribe review and rate us on itunes trail manners would really appreciate any donations via our website at trailmanners.com and please remember to share us with your friends. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Trail Manners Podcast. We're episode 326. Launch date is 12 1923. We're almost to that merry holiday. If you've been listening to our previous episodes, we've just wrapped up our Christmas gift guide. We had four episodes covering gear it was ridiculous there's so much stuff out there so I hope you enjoyed those and the contests that we were doing with that and again and winners have been announced for most of the prizes and uh yeah so our next episode will be the last one of 2023 that'll be next week um, i think we'll go ahead and just launch it the day after christmas what the heck keep it on keep it on point for tuesday episodes um, and that'll be the wrapping up 2023, but we got a great slate for 2024. So I hope you're sticking around and sharing us with your friends over the holidays. If you're new to the show, you got plenty of time over Christmas break to catch up. Only got 320 episodes to listen to. Uh, no problem. All right, so we're going to start with Beer of the Week. Beer of the Week may have been on the show before, to be honest with you, but it's been a long time. The reason this is the Beer of the Week is our guest brought it in. How cool is is that so, this week's beer of the week is from Melvin Brewing Company. It is the Dipa, the double IPA. We got Mr. Two by four. Um, this has always been a very consistent standby. It's been a really, if you have it in your fridge, you know you're going to drink it. It's one of those, it doesn't go to waste. It's a it's a big daddy. It's nine point nine percent. So I am glad that he only brought me one, or we could be a little risque on the show. Uh, but it is it's a good drinking beer. It's not um, it's got full flavor for sure. Um, you can taste the uh, ABV point, but uh, it's a dipper, so you can't go wrong. So today, first time on the show, we've got a great guest very, very talented runner um, in his own right. We're bringing on Mr. Seth Waddup. Seth, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Now, you've got a buttery, smooth voice as well. So this is... Uh, Do I, had... I was a little nervous because I
1: went to a concert last night, Uh-oh. and I wasn't really thinking about, oh, I'm going to go scream with a bunch of other people all night long. And I woke up this morning, I was like, man, I'm... I'm sexy, you know, right now. This is this is deep. This is raspy. My voice doesn't always sound like this. Like, uh, if you compare this episode to when I was on Rogan, it'll sound a little different. So, Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah. Brother. You may have heard of it. His but. brother? Oh, yeah, on yeah, Joe's? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I hit the podcast circuit a lot. Do you? Yeah,
0: no. You're a veteran of the podcast circuit. <laughs> what concert did you go to?
1: Uh, we went to a band called Hot Mulligan, a Heart Attack Man opened up for him. They're like a punk band. Um, I got a 14-year-old daughter that's actually really into them as well. And so I saw that come across. She's always wanted to go to a show, and I said, let's do it. So we went. It was a ton of fun. Not something I ever had on the radar of like doing with my kid because I figured I would always age out of that. But <laughs> um, I love going to, to shows. Uh, love going to music, really all kinds of music, but like the small, divey punk shows are, are some of my favorites. And so... So yeah, it was cool, did that with her, we had a good time. Felt like an endurance event in and of itself at yeah. my age, but it was fun, <laughs> I made it. Super fit, calves are a little sore because you're probably bouncing on your toes. Dude, honestly the kneecaps <laughs> this morning are, and I I was regretting my footwear selection, you know? Yeah. Went with the Vans to try to you know have the aesthetic and I wishing I was in a pair of hokas or something. <laughs>
0: Something with some stack. Yeah,
1: high-end. yeah, something with some cushion because, you know, I'll do that a little differently, I guess, next time. But,
0: Learning lessons, like a race, right? Yeah. You learn every time.
1: Yeah, I have like the, the bigger, the longer shows, like the festivals, I'll wear those shoes. But yeah. I was like, oh, it's just three, four hours, but that's too much. I can't do that.
0: Well, it depends on also what surface you're on, right? Whether you're going to be on grass True. outside or concrete. Yeah. yeah,
1: this was concrete inside. So. Yeah. Where, yeah. Was Where was it? Where uh, was it? The depot okay. down yep. by the gateway. All right. So, yeah, it was a good time. So, yeah, but I'm hoping the voice holds up today. So it's good to hear that you think it sounds all right. So, it does. It does. Yeah. I've heard some good voices on this
0: podcast Ooh. and you, you rink right up It's there. coming through the headphones nicely. Yeah, it's smooth Ooh. and butter. All right. So we're gonna on the heels before we start. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh, okay, this Let's is something do it. we haven't talked about. So we're on the heels of our Christmas gift guide show, where we talked about all the cool gear for trail runners, shoes, socks, you name it, anything you need to run, race, after race, everything. What would be the top few on a list of yours that you like? They're your standbys, or <laughs> something you're like, man, I hope, I hope Saint Nick brings me this this year.
1: Oh man, you know I've always. You know, prided myself on being a simple man, um, not not getting too caught up in the gear. But that being said, when I've had friends that have gifted me nicer, <laughs> I'm like, why am I buying my trail running shorts at Ross all the time? Like, this is way better. Um, I will say one thing that I would love to show up under my tree is a pair of Hoka Speedgoat fours. Okay. But I know that's not happening anymore because they don't exist because I've scoured the internet and yeah. they're all sold. I, I really miss that shoe for its durability. Um, so that one would be out there. One thing that's really... Um, what size are you? I'm a nine and a half. Okay. Yeah. Listeners heard it. Yeah. If anyone wants to <laughs> send those in, it'll be great. Uh, I'll do a, a free cameo of me singing <laughs> happy birthday to you and my super cool voice, <laughs> if you want for for a pair of those. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, I thought was really stupid when I first put it on, uh, but I really do like is the Solomon Pulse belt, the waist belt. Okay. Uh, having that, being able to slip a phone in it um, and some keys, and then also having to where I can put one of those uh, collapsible uh, Solomon flasks, yeah. like the bottles. It's nice to have, yeah. you know, and to have one gel, like, it's nice to be able to not have to wear a pack to go do 13, 15 miles. So that was one that I think is 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 a sneaky good gift that people may be like, what am I going to do with this? And then they try it out, and it's great. And then also, it works really well to help with lighting. I use one of those waist lights, the Kogala. Yep, uh, It rigs up really really nice in that. So So you're not a gear
0: guy, but the Kugala is like newer, it is higher end lighting.
1: It is higher end lighting. So I'm not a gear guy, but my first hundred miler with just a headlamp was not enough to keep me awake. I, (laughs) I was a dead man walking. So I, I mean, it's just kind of how you are on those. Right. But like I needed something brighter. Um, and remember seeing those at the aid stations and just feeling like they were blinding me. And I was like, I should get one of those. And, so I did, and I've been really happy with it. The battery packs have really stood up. Like I've had it for a couple of years now, and they still hold a really nice charge. And okay. um, well, I'm
0: gonna have to look into that because that came up on the last gift guide. Was the Kagala? Yeah. Um, and I've definitely seen them. You can't miss them. Uh, once you see one, right, like you right, said. you can't. Yeah. Um, if
1: you yeah. see one, then you see this green <laughs> flash in your eyes for the next four hours as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, so we got we got shoes, the Hoka yeah. Go 4. Uh-huh. We got the pulse solomon belt yeah and we got the kagala yes is that kind of your jam there's got to be something like oh oh oh
1: okay yeah yeah yeah. no here i do have because i was like what's the thing that i'm like tell everybody i'm a dry max sock guy okay that's my thing if you ever get blisters and you're like i'm sick of blisters and you haven't tried dry max try dry max maybe it won't be for you but um the carl Meltzer. i don't know if you've ever heard of him or not he he's
0: yeah, I think so. I he may
1: that. have come up on this podcast the a couple once. of times. Yeah, uh, but he gave me a pair at the end of Speed Goat. Um, that makes it sound like it was a personal gift. It was also a finisher gift at the end of Speed Goat. But I tell people they were given to me, <laughs> and that's how I started because I'm I don't like to buy stuff, you know, and yeah. so. But I try those like oh this actually is great and so that's all I've ran in ever since is is dry max. Do you like the,
0: um, like the crew sock? I do like like, that little cuff.
1: I like the crew sock. Yeah. I do like the crew sock, especially going through, you know, loose terrain and stuff like that. I don't know. I like that a little bit better. And I sometimes kick my leg like when I run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that works out good for me. And it also doubles up. I like to, to like ski tour, like do backcountry skiing. And I found that's a really good sock for that and so having it be a crew sock is is nice as well so multi-purpose
0: well that sounds like like the 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 go-to gear shoes socks lighting and your waist belt to carry your stuff simple man
1: yeah i I think so i can make i can make almost anything work but uh, you know but i gotta add in body glides squirrel's (laughs) nut butter you know the things I'm thinking of, like oh man, I've had some experiences. Now you're now
0: you're wandering, right? Now I'm now wandering. Like, okay, well, that's I can't go without that. But
1: some type of chafing barrier is definitely a necessity for longer runs, especially in the summer. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. So I
1: guess that would be the Seth Starter Pack. You oh, know? I like that
0: the Starter Pack.
1: But I'm sure there are things out there that I haven't even come across yet that I'm, would blow my
0: mind. There. Just listening so far, I think there would be. Yeah, yeah, and we can talk later. And I, I'll take when I show that, up to I'll the trails, take...
1: people are like, "Oh, you're you're running in that? Ugh. <laughs> what is
0: that? What is that? Is that are, is that new? Yeah, yeah." But I mean, you got the standards. You got the standby. Okay, so let me ask you this then: So, Speedgoat fours, you can't find them. What you're running in?
1: Oh, I have dated several shoes. Um, nothing's really lasted that that long. Things have come close for me, but mm-hmm. um. I picked up a pair of Meryl, uh, the Agility Peak... Is that the new one? ...5s, I want to say. new one? I've really liked that shoe, honestly. Um, it's not quite as soft as a Speedgoat that I would like, but um, it's got the Vibram sole. It's got a really good supportive upper. It's, you know, like the Speedgoat 4 that I liked it, and it seems pretty durable. Uh, I liked... actually really liked the Nike Zagama. Yeah. I got a... I got a pair on clearance, and I really liked the way that it felt until I stepped on a wet rock. Oh, really? Uh, you don't realize how much you've relied on a Vibram sole. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Vibram? Vibram? You can say however you want on Can show. I? Yeah, okay, absolutely. Right now someone's in their car like, it's, it's Vibram, <laughs> you dummy. Like, why is this guy even on a running podcast? <laughs> uh, but no, I just get used to that. And so I, I was going up Taylor Canyon uh, in the spring last year, and it was super wet. And I had these shoes on. I'm just bebopping around. I just stepped out on some rocks and just did the splits, and thought I had pulled my groin into an unrecoverable position. But came back, and so that yeah, I I don't use that. That's one thing that shoe lacks. Yeah. If they could put a, a Vibram sole on that shoe,
0: that would probably it's Vibram. Yeah.
1: Is it Vibram? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to
0: know. <laughs> It's. I think you could probably go multiple ways on yeah. that one. Depends on where you're from. Yeah. What, okay. Yeah, if that makes What sense. part of the plan. My accent says vibram? Does it? Yeah. Even though I'm, it's probably vibram, like vibration. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna just say I've said it multiple ways before, and everybody always knows what I'm talking about. Oh, so nice. Yeah. I say things wrong all the time. I did
1: try a pair of DinaFit, 100s cuz it's super sexy and as a skier I was like I want that shoe to work for me. I put it on and I was like this is so narrow. Well,
0: this was super like, stiff too. Uh
1: a little but and and I didn't really love the tread on it either. It just looked so cool that I just really wanted it to work. That was the that was like the hot girl you date and you're like I really want this to work out even though she's terrible, <laughs> you know. Um and I got plantar fasciitis from running in those, uh-huh. and I had to take, like, six, week off, six weeks off. So, so But I've had up. other friends that, that love them. You know, this, the shoe thing is always—you get a lot of opinions, right? That's
0: just my— Everybody likes something different.
1: Speedgoat 5's out of the box, most comfortable pair of shoes I've ever put on out of the box. Yeah. But after, like, 100 miles, it just felt flat to me. And, you know, I wrote a, a DM'd Hoka and said, hey— just so you know your shoes are flat and they were great they were like we'll send you a new pair and they did and but it's like i just wanted i just missed that durability so i may just end back up in a pair of Speedgo fives i don't know
0: well the the new ones are coming out in uh, the first of the year and i've seen seen those and they actually look a lot different too i don't know like all the pieces i've upgraded but i do know they got a lot of feedback on that especially the tread because a tread wears a little quicker than most as well so hopefully they've change that cuz okay. the 5 is the first one that fit my foot. Mm. I bought a pair but I didn't like them after a while.
1: Oh okay yeah yeah. I uh, yeah I was super bummed. Um and then so when the first time I bought a pair of 5s and put them on and then like after 100 miles I hated them. I went and bought three more pairs of 4s. And I have my last pair that I'm on right now, so. Yeah, that
0: sounds like me with the Pearl Azumis. Ooh, yes. I still have a few pair of those. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I th- hear that brand, I do think of you.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: I'll take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, Heidi, my wife, she's got some bike stuff lying around, you know, that's Pearl Izumi. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's Eric's brand. That's Eric's
0: brand. Pearl Izumi. Yeah. I, I was a Pearl through and through guy. Yeah.
1: You are have people yeah. go like the, you know, the Wayne's World where... Uh, he wants the guitar and Garth's like live in the now your people hate, hate on your like, not at all. Longing for Pearl Izumi.
0: Not at all. Good.
1: Yeah. yeah it's okay a... to like the things you like. I think that's what makes it. And miss the things you miss. And I that's me miss. with the Spiego forest. I never thought I would care about a shoe that much. That's stupid. Well, hopefully here I am. Hopefully 2024
0: will help and you can get over that. God, this
1: has been good for me already. That's positive. That's yeah, great news. This is what we're here for. Oh, I feel Self, better. Self help.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, so let's get into some running, let's some do it. real running. So you've yeah. got you've got a pretty good background in the racing. You know, I was kind of I kind of doing what we do. Kay. We do that in intra intra world web, worldwide web stocking. A <laughs> um, lot of hundred milers. I say a lot. That's more than a couple. A few, yeah. So you've got yeah. the, you got the bear one hundred uh-huh. um, a few times. Um, you've got uh, Bryce one hundred. Yes, that's not no, that's not an easy one. Turns Uh out, no. (laughs) And you've got some 100, 108K. Yeah. And I want to ask you about that one before we move on. River of No Return. What's your thoughts on the course? Yeah. I love that race. So I'm on the fence this year. Not for the 108K. I'm just in the 50, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think 53K, 50 something. You recommend that race?
1: So that race is so great. If you want a race that really just feels just. It's, it's all about just the race, just having a good day on the trails. That is such a good race. You know, it, it doesn't really, there's no ties to any other big events. It's not really part of a series or anything like that. It, it stands alone. The race director, uh, Paul Lynn, just does a great job with it. Um, his family's been in ultra running for a long time. Uh, his son, Cody Lynn, you know, is, is, is an excellent runner in his own right. Um, they've got ties to Western States. I believe it was Paul's dad that shot the gun at the starting line for a lot of years. And so he said when he, he wanted to create this race that Western States was the standard, but he knows he's in Chalice, Idaho and on a budget, but I'd say I've never ran Western. Um, based on my odds in the lottery, I'm still, I think eight (laughs) years away from getting my chance, but, uh, it, it, it is. So it's a great course. It's, There's some steep to it, but it's runnable and it's so pretty. And that the Frank church wilderness, like that river of no return area is so beautiful and it's deceptive though, because, so I had heard great things about it from uh, a friend of the program, Sylvia Greer. Yep who has gone and done it multiple times. And she doesn't have bad taste in races.
0: No, she's done some good stuff. Right,
1: and so I was like, okay, I'll check that out, because that seems like something I would be interested in. It lines up with a schedule. It's in June. It's a good long race. Try to get you tuned, see where you're at for the fall hundreds. Um, Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful, everybody's saying. I pull in there, and you pull into Chalice, and it's just burnt hills of Idaho. I was like, I've been duped. This looks... (laughs) horrendous Uh, absolutely (laughs) this is so ugly like but once you get up out of the foothills and, and you just get a little bit higher and you start back on those trails it's it's super cool you go through just these old uh mine there's some on these old mining roads you run next to these old shafts um the a stations are done really well the the town of chalice is not very big but it shows out to support that race well, I think
0: I think that's the thing for me because there's not a lot of I haven't seen a lot of photos. Yeah, but I do know Chalice. So, I, like you were talking about, what it looks like, and I'm like, okay, is this pretty? Like that's how I g- gauge a lot right. of my runs. I want trees, I want water, I want green if possible, um, and I don't want roads. Um, so that's one I've always looked at. And this year, it's like it's I want something there in June, right? Yeah. And it has to be a, a two week window um, that I need something, and that's that window um, that that one pops up in. And again, it's not a race I've ever done, and I, I'm trying to do more of those. Yeah, you know so it's like, okay, I'm going to try something new. But again,
1: yeah, I like that too. I mean, that's kind of my philosophy. That's what took me out there is I'll do something different. and it was it was awesome. I loved it so much. Um, Heidi, you know my wife, she crewed me out there when we did it originally and and, you know she liked it enough to go back and do it again Uh, she ran it just last year river of no return and and had a great time ran it ran a killer day had a great race out there that's just what she does but um yeah it's it's a really fun race it's it's crewable like if you've got friends and family out there um you know, it's it's accessible at a lot of different points. It, it's a good one. I'd okay. I'd recommend that one. That's good to know.
0: And then you've done Beaverhead 100K, which is one of the show's favorite races. Oh, I don't know um, uh, that,
1: that one's hard.
0: That's that one's... A, that's a gorgeous race. And um, you talk about race directors that do it right, David Tarkelson and yeah, his those... family. That place is it's amazing. Like those been out there great. multiple times. Yeah. So you've done that one. Like I said, multiple bears, but a couple of here. So you've done. Um, a race we like to, you know, talk about speed goat. Uh-huh. We've done that one. Uh, yes. Give me, give me your one word to describe that race. One word. You can't have more than one word. Uh, oh man.
1: Do you have to put explicit warnings on this? <laughs> um, man. One word to describe speed goat. Uh, I guess I would say to my, uh, in my experience, I would say it. It's an enigma. Enigma. Yeah, it's it's just it's so mentally yeah. challenging. Yeah, it's it's hard physically, but just the way that it lines out is so mentally challenging. That's how I kind of got roped back into this series. Was I signed up for that race for my first time? I think six years ago, seven. I don't know. And I was like, oh yeah, and I had done like hardly anything. Um, I had done a couple races, but I was still pretty new to it. And I went out there, and I just died like it was so hard I was like third from the last finisher I didn't know that I was going to finish it I was chasing cutoffs into the mine it was the hardest thing I had ever done but it was nice because it gave me context even doing hundreds after that I was yeah. like well this this isn't as bad as speed go like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't feel as bad as this um, so then yeah last year last year I went back to try to do it again I was like I'm, I'm better and I'm more experienced I want to do it again so I did it and I felt just as bad. <laughs> honestly like i there was a point i texted heidi uh coming across the ridge where i'm like well i'm gonna be like in last place again you know i was just being dramatic i did run much better but just felt that
0: way because you're expecting to be do better yeah
1: and then at that point i was just pissed at it i was like i'm gonna and so then i went back again this last year um and I was trying to accrue some some rocks as well. So I ended up doing two days. Oh, okay. I like, I'll show that I'm not afraid. And I'm just, so I did the 28K <laughs> on Friday and then did the 50K on Saturday. And the, I had a lot of fun finally. on those two days nice it was so great that's a lot of work so i'll never go back there you go because it left me a a great taste in my own. it's a great race it it really is if you're if you're local to utah i feel like that's one you just got to cut your teeth on yeah you got to experience and and even if you're not out you know it's a fun one to do experience snowbird and a lot of those trails it's it's awesome. Yeah. It's, just, it's
0: really hard. Yeah. I I feel like it's really hard. And you get to smack Carl when you come across him. You do. Too. Yeah, so that's you get to smack nice. Carl. You smack him good. Yeah. He's waiting for it. Make fun it. of his gloves. Yeah. <laughs> just big, kidding. Big the fingerless gloves. <laughs> so uh, one more race I'm going to ask you about because it's on my my list of what I would want to do someday. Okay. McDonald Forest 50K. Oh, man. It's in Corvallis, this Oregon. This is going to be a long podcast, I feel like. We can, we can not maybe... It, Worth running. Oh,
1: 100%. Yeah. That guy, like, huh? if you're listening to this, and I've listed all those others, go do that one. That one. And if you can choose, and you can go do a destination one, and and it's... I don't think I've ever had where I've, like, turned a corner at a race and literally stopped. I've had moments where I've turned a corner and thought, wow, this is so pretty. This is just beautiful. But there was one section, I think it's called... Oh. Uh, The Oregonians are going to listen to this and be like, you're going to get this wrong. And I'm never listening (laughs) to this podcast again. Fairy, fairy land, fairy something, fairy, I don't know. It's amazing. Like you just, all of a sudden you dip into this where there's just trees and just moss everywhere. And it's just, it's unlike anything I've ever ran in. Um, It's so beautiful. And then the rest of it. It's just so thick. You you feel like you're running through like Endor from from Star Wars. Just super thick forest. See, that's the super kind of races cool. I want. That's and, why I'm looking into.
0: That and movie. the race
1: director is the sweetest lady on the planet, Ann Miller. It's uh, Zach Miller's or not Zach Miller. Andrew Miller's mom. And the year we showed up to run it, they forgot to print her phone number on the back because she was like, I want everyone to have my phone number in case they get in trouble, and they can call me, and you know we can get them some help. So she wrote her phone number by hand with her name on the back of all 350 bibs. Wow. So she's sweet. But yeah, I mean, they, they fill that 50K up. It's super popular. The rate, the runners show up. But it, it's great. It's a great event.
0: Okay. Well, that's... Dang it. Now I'm struggling with my race Sorry. schedule for next year.
1: It, if anything, it is usually on Mother's Day weekend or this, like around that. This year that. it's uh, so May that, 4th in
0: if, 2024.
1: Oh, okay. So if that makes it tough, but... We will go back to that one for sure. Like, we had such a great time there. It was, that's an awesome, awesome race.
0: Okay. Well, uh, kind of the race we want to talk about too um, is the Kodiak 100. Now, I'm going to preface all of this because obviously being in the trail running world, it's hard to miss, but there's all kinds of controversy Mm -hmm. with UTMB, which Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah. So we're not going to tackle that. Okay. We're not going to get into that today. Okay, that's for later, um, because it's not always been a UTMB race, right? As well, right? So it's kind of another one of those, <clears throat> like Carl Speedgo for another yes. example, right? But I just want to know more about the race because it is in uh, Big Bear Lake, uh huh, um, and everything I've heard about the course has been top notch, like yeah. it's a great course. Um, but I kind of want to get you had a you had a good day out there,
1: yeah, right. Yeah, I had a pretty good day out there. It had been a couple years since I had towed a line at a hundred miler. Um I uh got sick. I had signed up for I am tough and got sick and, and had to bail. And then um last year and then this year I was getting ready for Oregon Cascades one hundred and I got Giardia <laughs> which was super fun. Super fun right and you know was suffering through that right before so I had to bail there so I just honestly I, I found the race because I was just trying to find something that would work with the schedule at the end of the race because it's like
0: 100 mile you were
1: ready anymore for you can't get into a fall hundred like yeah. you just can't they fill up so fast and that one had spots and I was like I, I need something I want to keep tickets rolling for um uh, Western, and I was trying to get into UTMB. I do have stones for their lottery, but it was going to be two years since I had done a hundred miler and you need one to have what they call an index. Um, and just has to be on their list. And so that one was also on their list. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And then turns out it's one of their races. So I would get additional points for that as well. So that's kind of how I ended up at that race.
0: So let me ask you this, because you've done the Bear, you've done Bryce, <clears throat> and you've done multiple, you know, mountain trail races, Speedgoat, obviously. Uh-huh. So what I've heard about this one, it's 100 miles, and it's got about a little over 17,000 feet of climb. Yeah. Which, in a 100-mile mountain race, is not, I'm gonna, I want to say a lot, but it is. Sure, yeah. But I've also heard that it feels a lot more than that, too. Is that Did that feel for you, too? Um, Yeah, it's... Uh, in in one spot
1: it does like well i guess the way that it runs so it's really quite runnable and enjoyable for the first man i would even say the first 60-ish miles um i'm a little fuzzy on the exact points now but um there are some climbs but it flows pretty well and then you get to this spot where you have to do an out and back where you go up
0: Sugarloaf Peak. That's like 3,300 3, feet of climb. Yeah. Right? You
1: get it all kind of just in that one chunk right there. And, and that, that goes on for a while and it's late in the race and it's dark and it's very technical. Is it? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, it's it's like running in the Wasatch uh, and so th- your day makes it seem very technical cause you're, those trails out there are very buttery. Like everything I had ran on all day, was just smooth, buffed out dirt. And then all of a sudden you're back to running rocks. It feels kind of more like home, you know, here on, on some of the routes in the Wasatch. So it was okay, you know, but it was the most technical part of the day for sure. And so you're climbing and it just goes on forever. Um, I, this was the first race that I had. I also wanted to try to run one without a pacer. Okay. And so I was going through this. I, I had never, I don't usually run with music, but I thought it would be a good idea to keep me awake. And so I did run with music. And I just remember really just being so glad that I had that because it was just going on forever. And I was just, okay, I'm just trying to get lost in, in the tunes in the moment here. I did get there eventually, but uh, to the top and then you just turn around and run back, back down. Um, and then you kind of feel like you're over it. Cause that was a really long climb. You're like, okay, now I'm done. I'm at like mile 80. And then you run just through town, just a little bit on some road, you get to a ski resort and there's just another, it looks like a little bump on the elevation map, but it's one of those that's got like
0: 1400 feet.
1: Yeah. It's got like 12 <laughs> switchbacks and, and you're 90 <laughs> miles deep and it, it's hard. Like I remember feeling very beat there and also though they had started the 50k and the guys just come blazing up those switchbacks and make you feel
0: just really good about yourself Oh,
1: so good about yourself (laughs) it was it was fun to watch those guys honestly they were just crushing but so yeah it does feel a little bit more like that
0: Um, overall the course the race you enjoyed the, the everything with that
1: I did so the course the thing that I think is unique about that course is You do feel like you kind of run through a few different climates. Okay. The way that the, the, because it's a big loop around the lake, essentially. And so you hit different aspects, you know, some of it's north facing, south, east, west. And so with each different aspect, you have kind of just a little different environment. Uh, on the north facing stuff, there the trees are really thick, and you just feel like you're deep forest. And the, the the pines are so tall. The pine cones out there, I we like brought some home for our kids because they're just they look like footballs. They're humongous, super cool. And then you get to where it's like kind of more feels like arid desert, just through like some really cool rock features. And then there was somewhere I felt like I was running in Bryce again, where it was a mix like rock and pine. You know, so and. The stretches that way are really fun uh as far as the course goes so i did enjoy the course um the aid stations were amazing like the people staffing those it was so fun like the the crew out there i had low expectations for this i guess just because it's like i don't know you know it's like okay it's a utmb race like it's gonna be maybe it's a little more you know corporatized or something like that and and that was a, an unfair assumption of me that the, that California running community there, like every volunteer there, it felt like just it was just some local race. Like nice. it still definitely very much has the attitude of it was their 10th year this year, I believe. OK. And it's once you leave the starting line and you don't see those banners anymore, you can at least for me, I forgot that was even part of it, you know. Um, the vibe was great. The food was awesome. Just, I mean, I've never been offered more bacon quesadillas <laughs> at a race ever. You know, they had it all the time. It was. Got your money's worth. I did. Yeah. I really felt like it did, honestly. Um, it was great. Uh, yeah. The volunteers were amazing. It, it felt, it felt like, you know, the bear is, a, is a race, you know, here in Utah that's so it's like, it's special, you know, mm-hmm. it was my first one and. I've gone out there with so many friends and had great experiences. It's such a community thing. It had just such a great feeling about it. Um, it felt like kind of the bear to me. Okay. Not just because it has a bear-themed name. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. But that was the vibe. Kodiak Bear. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Kodiak's a
0: weird name for a race in California, though. Like, it, it, it threw me off the very first yeah. time I saw it, I was like, Oh, cool. I'll You're go going to Alaska? To Alaska? Oh. <laughs> it's like, wait, California. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Klondike, Klondike. I know exactly. So with the <clears throat> with that race, you mentioned you didn't use a pacer, and this has been a topic years ago on the show. Joel and I talk about like no pacers and then no pace, no crew. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you had Heidi there your wife chewing yes. for you uh-huh. that was your was that your first experience with 100 with no pacer
1: that was my first experience at 100 with no pacer um would I, you do it again yeah i you would, would. Yeah. i would uh, it's i don't know that i could sit here and tell you one way is better than the other yeah. honestly i think there's a great pros and cons list to both um i'm glad i did it the way that i did uh, one thing that i th- I was nervous about it because i really i it's not unique to me obviously but i struggle through the night um i my pacers have had to just keep me between the navigational beacons between 2 and 6 a.m i i I just i lose my mind during those hours no matter what i've done in the past it feels like and so i was nervous to not have anybody out there with those but it came together uh you know you drink enough red bull and (laughs) Um, enough Martin caffeine gels uh, and have a great playlist you know you can get through it and really having to rely on yourself I think is great Um, and not having to I don't want to say waste energy on a pacer because pacers I think definitely give more than they take obviously that's what's great about them Sure, but you know when I'm with a pacer like I I don't know like and this is kind of my personality like I want someone who's with me to also be having a good time sure. even though that's not their objective at all they're there to help me and that's because you've paced before so yeah, you know exactly that. I, I know what it. that's yeah. like and I'm not expecting anything from the runner I'm just there to help them but it's hard for me to abandon that and so I think I do tr- give a little more energy to my pacers just to make sure they're still oh are you having fun or you know try to make a joke here and there even though oh, I'm so tired and just um so that was kind of nice to not have that but yeah, I don't know that I could tell you one is better than the other because I love having a pacer to just check out and just be there with your buddy and just keep marching along, you know. So, uh, but I would do it again. You know, I I don't think I guess what I would say is I I'm less worried about getting pacers lined up in the future. If I if I don't get a pacer,
0: you'll be, you'll be it's like, fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, I'm this I feel the same way a lot with pacers, except not the energy part. Sometimes I I get anxious. You know what? Like the same thing, man, I bet they wish they wouldn't have signed up for this. Right. Yeah. I'm so,
1: I bet they love like ruining their weekend. Like, Hey, do you want to come start at 11? Well, I'll tell you, I'm going to be there at 11 PM. But you're going to wait three hours. I'm not going to show up
0: till two. (laughs) But you got to be there early in
1: case I'm better having a good day. Be there early. There's no cell phone service. (laughs) It's 28 degrees. Yeah. And just sit there until I get there. And then we're going to go walk for six hours. So.
0: And I think the fun part about that, if someone asked me today to do that, I'd be like, yep. I'll do it. Oh yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. Oh, but when the you're best. the runner, you're always yeah. like, man, if I I got to get there. And then yeah. again, when you're in the race, and again, everybody's different. But yeah, I've uh, I've had that feeling multiple times when I've had pacers. And again, always appreciated them because I've paced as well. And so exactly what you said, you know, what you're signing up for, right, right, right. At the it, end of the day, it keeps you honest. Yeah, you know,
1: like yeah. knowing that you've got somebody waiting for you, that they've spent some time to come out and help you out. I I think that's a benefit of a pacer. You know, is. It keeps you going. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah.
0: so on the on since it's a UTMB event, um, I noticed that they also have like a mandatory gear mm-hmm. um, checklist. Yeah. How how I'm always curious on that. To be honest with you, yeah. I'm always curious on how strict they are. Like how I know they put it on there, and they, you know, this is like minimum amount of water here. You gotta have a reusable cup, mobile phone, you know. All that stuff, but two working headlamps, (laughs) you know, jacket for bad and a hat.
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs) I know. So, how
0: serious were were those things?
1: So, this wasn't my first, you know, UTMB event. Um, You've done Desert Rats. Yeah. I did Desert Rats as well. Desert Rats was like, they didn't check anything. Desert Rats was (laughs) like the name is, it's that's, that's a kind of a fun, gritty spring race as well, honestly. But, um, Speed goat this year, when I was there, they had these guys in these blue jackets, like, walking around, checking. They're like, do you have your jacket? Do you have this? Like, they mostly wanted to make sure people had a jacket. sure, Because, you know, you're standing there, and there's all these guys with, you know, tank tops on. and Onesies. D- yeah, and it gets cold, <laughs> and there was a ton of snow on the course still this yeah. year. But um I just, like... At Speedgoat, I just was like, oh, yeah, it's in, I had a pack on. I didn't have a jacket. It was going to be 90 degrees that day. And it was my fourth time. Like, I had just been there yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I just tapped my bag, and I was like, yeah. Um, And they didn't, like, check, check. me or anything. And I was like, whoa, this is, they're going to check. And so then when I went to Kodiak, I was like, they're probably going to be even more strict Strict on that because it's 100 miles. No, No, those guys weren't there. They didn't
0: check. The Blue Jackets weren't the there? The Blue
1: Jackets weren't there. I like
0: that. We might use that on the show with some segment. We'll start calling them yeah, the Blue yeah, Jackets yeah, the blue, like, oh, you mean security. The Blue jacket security <laughs> out there.
1: I And I was. I was like, when I started walking towards the starting line, I was like watching for those guys to try to. I mean, I had pretty much everything, but I'm not carrying two headlamps. Yeah. Like,
0: you know. Um, but I it, see. I see. I think when I look at some of these lists, like the jacket one, I understand. I mean, there's been more issues in the last three years in ultra right. events than well, ever yeah. before. It feels like we say that because we're just now we can, it's real time. Everything's real time. It's tweeted before the person falls type right. mentality. for sure. Um, so I can see certain things. But I just thought it was funny when I'm reading through their list and it's got bullet points and the last one says hat. Hat. Yeah. Like you got to have a hat. Got to have a hat. And I'm like, what if I had like buffs? Yeah. Or headbands? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's- definitely not everyone was
1: wearing a hat at the at the starting line. There are those people, though, right, Eric, that you look and it's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, there was this one guy I remember at, at uh, it wasn't at this race. I'm trying to remember which. It was a hundred miler. I think it was at the Bear. And he was like a gym bro, right? Yeah and he just had these huge baggy shorts on which obviously there's no problems with that one of the best to do it wears baggy shorts and then just like no no shirt on and uh like an old an old Nathan pack that just like around his shirtless torso torso and i was like Bro, it's 5 a.m. in Logan. Like, <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> what What do you think we're doing out here? Like, you got a long way to go. And like, I sh- I was thinking about him the whole race. But it's like I think I think race directors see guys like that show up that I just think sometimes don't know what they're getting into. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe that guy was like, he he probably beat me for all I know. <laughs> but um, you, you just never know. And so yeah, I can see them wanting to at least have something on paper. That they could point to.
0: If something went down yeah. or, hey, we we told you to do this or asked right. you to do yeah. this.
1: Especially if they know you got UTMB money. Yeah, right. And then they can, like, sue you.
0: And yeah. then it's also like, you don't know, have a jacket? You got to go over to our booth and buy one. Right, there's yeah. one over there. that's yeah. three hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah, but it's you need it to start. Yeah, we won't <laughs> let you out of here if you can't. Yeah, yeah. And we're out of our normal reusable cups, but we got these other ones over here. <laughs> They're forty five bucks. Right, and you got to and you got to bring it back. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: for sure. But I, no, they weren't. They weren't too strict on that at the races. That I've done. Speed Goat was the only one I've seen him check anything. The Blue Jackets the were The Blue there. Jackets. Watch for the Blue Jackets if you sign up for those. Yeah, Actually, really, just everyone do what it says. Do the right thing. Yeah,
0: I like that. I like that. Be responsible. Be responsible. Don't put the race director in harm's way. Yes, exactly. Don't, not to worry about yourself, but yeah. it's not the race director. Right? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Carry I always have everything. everything you got. Well, so I've seen some still with like, you know, matches... All kinds of stuff. Right. And I yeah. get some, but I'm like, someone's going to start a fire one of these days, like a legit fire. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. just some of the stuff. I appreciate when people are prepared. I'm one that's probably, I'm probably middle of the road. Like, I don't go over the top, but I probably have stuff that I probably won't need or use you know, and a lot of it too depends on where I'm at, time of year, yeah. You know that type of thing, like you know, like the space blanket mentalities sure. and everything else. So I think it's important. But yeah, I was curious about that because I see a lot more races going to that, and the, the checking for things is the one when you've got three hundred, four hundred people, right? How do you check everybody for, you know, a you got two head, headlamps? I
1: right think there. if anything, just. Look like you know what you're doing, yeah. and you might not get checked. Yeah. You know, but if you show up with a with a belly shirt on, it's 23 degrees outside, and they're probably gonna they're probably gonna ask you if you have your jacket. They've never asked me. They haven't,
0: <laughs> <laughs> even you with got your my belly, belly shirt. No. Yeah. So, Kodiak 100, like the race, would you do it again?
1: I would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I I'm saying that like I would because I enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't know that I would practically
0: because there's others.
1: Yeah, cuz there's others and and it's kind of far away um and there's others that I'd like to do but um and and I feel like I just really just have time to do one of those a year. They just, you know, take a lot of time balancing family
0: and work and stuff and man, so. it's almost like you jumped into my brain a little bit. Oh yeah. Cuz that was my next my next question for you because you do have kids. I could see it in your eyes. <sighs> Is that why you're staring deep? deep into those. <laughs> but yeah, you do, you, you do, you know, work, mm-hmm. you're a professional, um, you have kids at home, your wife's active, so she gets out. Yeah. How, is that hard sometimes? I mean, how does that work at the Wadup's household when it comes time to start looking at races?
1: Um, I think it could be hard. So it's, it's not hard in the sense that it's like frustrating. Yeah. But it's, it's something that definitely takes some planning and some consideration. Um, I think it would be harder if I was a s- really serious runner, yeah. like, about it. Like, if it was like, oh, man, if I don't hit these times and do this, like, I'm going to be. But I'm more just like, I, I enjoy the experience, and, and it's something, you know, I do have the fitness goals there as well, and I want to do well. But at the end of the day, I realize kind of, what my situation is, what my abilities are. And so others may have more pressure on themselves and that may be tougher. But, um, with the kids, so like Heidi and I, uh, it was like three years ago. I think we just, we realized we were, we were doing too much. We were racing kind of too much okay. and our kids were great sports cause they just see it as camping trips, you yeah. know, cause we usually would take them with us. Um, And now we've kind of just, like, we don't ever run the same 100-miler together, uh, even though we do like running races together. Especially Heidi's pretty competitive, so she loves any opportunity she can get to try to beat me, and and she does it fairly often. Um, But we've never run 100 together just because, you know, we'll help each other out or be managing the kids. Um, And then with her, you know, we we really – we have had to kind of get into a schedule and a groove and know – when we can get out and just also not be upset if we have a week where it just doesn't go our way. Yeah. You know, you have plans what you want to get out and train and do, but it's okay if it doesn't pan out. Yeah. You just start again on Monday and, and see where you get. And that's worked out for us. It's a little bit easier now that our kids are a little older. They're a little more independent yeah. and they're very supportive. Um, our oldest has started to run with us that's awesome. as well a little bit. So that's been really fun. Um, but yeah, we make it work. But it's definitely, uh, I would say probably like the third or fourth priority. Yeah. In my life, even though it is very important to me. Yeah.
0: So that makes sense. Because that is that is kind of one of those things when you see that dynamic. Because it's not rare, right? Right. It's just like you mentioned, if it doesn't work, because it could be work, right? Mm-hmm. And throw your week off. It could be weather. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Multiple things. So I, I can totally see where having that flexibility Um, but I think it's also the right mindset for it too not like you mentioned if you're like uber competitive and you're trying for x y and z and it doesn't work out I can see where it could could derail a lot of things yeah right and
1: and no shame I mean I'm not like trying to throw shade on on anybody that that takes that approach I you know if anything like I it's more just because I physically can't be that guy yeah you know and and I recognize seeing some of those guys what they put in the volume to do that. It's impressive. And I imagine that being very difficult to manage. And so I think keeping my expectations where I can and know that it's okay. I'll just go out there and do my thing. And at the end of the day, no one really cares, right? Like your coworkers that have no idea how to quantify what that (laughs) is, you know, like I could have like one or, I mean, not one, but say you're like fourth and you just have a killer day, but it's like, or you could be 85th to, 99 percent of the people in your life it doesn't it doesn't matter or you get the one you're like it's
0: the same you, you finished 85th yeah and you're like yeah but there was like 400 and my time was this but you were 85th yeah yeah they count exactly. that low yeah <laughs> they don't stop at five
1: <laughs> yeah for me they're like 80 you were 85th like in your age group <laughs> you
0: gotta start training harder because based
1: on your pace i saw that's probably what happened <laughs>
0: <laughs> they quantify that well. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so talking about those things and you know noticing that you've done what's your what's your preferred race difference? Like what distance? What's the race distance that you really like, or is it more about the event?
1: That is such a good question because I really thought I had figured out what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we don't talk a lot about road. Uh, you know, as trail runners, but, um, I ran a road marathon this year as well. Cause I really wanted to, Heidi got into Boston and ran Boston a few years ago. And when she got in and she's like, I think I want to go. And I was like that, why, <laughs> why you want, you want to go to a crowded city and run another road marathon? Like how cool could it be? That sounds terrible. It's going to be so expensive. Um, but you know, I'm supportive and like, yeah, let's do it. It was amazing. It was so cool. It was such a cool experience and I was like, I want to get here, you know. Yeah. But I hate I hate running on the roads. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. I never cuz I would try to mix it in just cuz sometimes the weather yep. it's the only thing that you can do in the or winter, you right? You need to get in and run quickly. Yeah, and you need to get something drive in, somewhere. Um, but this last winter, having that goal of I have a very stout time that I have to hit to get into that race, and so training with the purpose made it much more enjoyable and focused on different outputs in my training through the road not looking at at it as just something fun that I do with my friends after work like you know I had these goals and then I had a lot of fun running that yeah. that race this year um even though it was you know shorter time-wise but I didn't ever think I would have fun running a road marathon again but I did I'm I'm not signed up for any others? Oh, well, except for, not to do my own, but I am going to run Boston in April. and That may be my last road marathon. But it was fun. I, and so, like, your question about is there a perfect distance, um, I kind of think it matters the event for me. Like, okay. what is it that I want to do? Sure. Um, and I've had a lot of fun doing different things. Like, I've had a blast on some 50Ks. I've had a terrible time at some 50Ks like Speedgoat. 100Ks are, I think, one of the more interesting distances. Yeah. I think that's, like trail economics like ultra (laughs) ultra the ultra economics are probably the most efficient in 100k you get the i think you get the most bang for your buck in 100k you get to run all day. Yeah. You get the experience of almost doing a hundred miler. You get to sleep in your bed at the end. Yeah. You know, some of some of you you finish in the dark, and so you've been out all day. You get a lot of it, but you don't have to go through the night.
0: And some of it, the cost of entering, yeah, which is different and dramatically different in some. When Dramatic,
1: yeah. and, and the logistics are just a lot easier. Yeah. So, so you maybe get the most bang for your buck out of out of hundred k. Um, but maybe that's just based on the hundred k's that I've ran. Sure. You know, I don't know. I kind of liked it all, really. Okay,
0: I'm focusing on the 50k distance in 2024.
1: Yeah, 50ks are 50ks
0: are super fun. Yeah, I'm I'm. That's kind of my up until the end of the year, right? Yeah, Doing yeah. The bear, but the, I want to I want to really focus 50ks next year.
1: You know, and then in the ultra community, sometimes I think we're like, oh, it's just a 50k. Right. You know, we're all guilty of saying that. Yeah. It's still a long ways to <laughs> it run. Is. And you usually try to run it faster. Harder. Yeah. Yep.
0: They're still hard. They're still challenging. I think they're all hard. But yeah, we're all we're all guilty of saying that, especially when you have a race nowadays where there's like two to three distances, right? Right. And yeah. you know there's, 100 mile, there's yeah, a hundred yeah. mile, a fifty mile, a fifty K, maybe even something shorter. And like, what are you running? It's never the fifty K. It's always, oh, I'm just doing the fifty. They put the J word in Right. It. And it's yeah. just really weird how yep. that has Snuck its way in there, yeah, but it's like, man, that's still awesome. No, it's right, it's amazing. like any of it. Like, oh, yeah. even we talk about on the show a lot, of like, we talk a lot about ultras, obviously, yeah. Um, but I was I'm talking to a guy a couple of weeks ago when he's training for his first half marathon, yeah, and he's like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine doing like a 50k. I'm like, dude, half marathon, you're getting there, right? Like, you're not a you've never yeah. run before, yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. I it said, is. to be honest with you. I can't imagine running a half marathon cuz I know I'd have to go fast and I'm not built that way.
1: Yeah, that's the thing man, it's all relative. Like yeah. running super hard for 13 miles
0: can be re- is really really hard. Yeah. I know? think any distance is, is spot on. Yeah. So what's your uh do you got any plans for 2024? Do you have anything kind of lined up or kind of some floating ABC schedules? So kind of. I mean, the only thing I'm signed up for right now is
1: is you know, Heidi and I are going to go do Boston. We're super excited for that um to get that experience. Yeah. I am gonna run. I'm gonna be super slow there and just like enjoy On the purpose. moment. Oh yeah, like I'm just gonna try to soak in my moment. You know, like they'll probably think I cheated to get my qualifier <laughs> yeah, when I. They're like, it. what in the world? Like, why did it take you five hours? <laughs> it's like, why is sampling all the A stations? Yeah. man. You know, <laughs> I took my Polaroid, <laughs> saying hi. I spent extra time at Wellesley College. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so yeah, we'll be out there. Um, I am gonna put in for the UTMB lottery. Um, I think I have a pretty good shot on that based on, I have a lot of stones and based on what I read on social media, I may be the only one entering the race. So that, (laughs) that helps my chances a lot to get in. Um, it's hard. I would like to sign up for some other races, but I think we gotta, I gotta see
0: how that one plays out. Cause there's a, there's a obvious expense and a little bit more to that one. And so when is the lottery for the big So it's the
1: first week of... Maybe it's the second week of January. Okay. Um, I was just trying to look at that because I was maybe going to put him for the Wasatch lottery, but it is before the UTMB. Lo- the due date is before the UTMB lottery, Yeah. and I don't want to get stuck accidentally running Wasatch. Yeah. Um. So I don't think I'm, you know, going to go that route. Although, did you know I may be the only two time Wasatch lottery failure. There's probably others out there, but I feel like that race doesn't want me, so
0: so two years in a row, you have not got in
1: well i had I didn't put in last year, but yeah, two years in a row, and I didn't get into Wasatch, and everyone's like that huh. never happened. you sure you signed up yeah, I was like <laughs> well i I did I didn't get in i I don't know what the deal is, and don't like you. maybe someone's looking out for me because I've paced a lot on that course, and it's tough, that's a tough one, but so um and then Heidi's doing her thing, you know she's um on the bear weight list and she's got some other things too that she's gonna do as well so we'll see I think this year though with the travel to Europe to yeah Europe hopefully that I don't know that there will be much more than that it'll just be you know running around here I'm sure I'll try to sign up for some kind of 50 miler 100k tune-up somewhere but I I don't know what that is yet so
0: that's awesome well I got another surprise for you oh no we're bringing back the uh, lightning round oh all right so you have no idea what i'm going to ask you these when i say lightning round sometimes we've had guests confuse that by taking as much time as they could to come up with an answer okay what the lightning round means is you got to answer it quickly okay i'll it, say what first comes to my mind even if i absolutely <laughs> regret it even if it's not even relevant to the question <laughs> like what's your you know give you something like hey what's your favorite food raccoon <laughs> raccoon bandits <laughs> so yeah. here we go i got some questions for you okay we're gonna sign this way i'm gonna start off easing yourself into it a little okay. bit uh, bucket list race adventure you still need or want to do
1: uh rim to rim to rim okay never, never done, done that i would love to
0: wow uh finish this sentence i cannot run without <laughs> Um, Wow, you're bad at this game.
1: Oh, I cannot run without thinking about what I'm gonna eat after the run. (laughs) I guess.
0: Okay, I'll let that slide. If if you could pick one person to run some trails with and pick their brain or talk to, who would it be? I'm I am bad at this. I was expecting a lot more from you. Were you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I just wanna. I just there's. Oh man. Uh,
0: I started easy just so you know. You did, and so I and I answered it quick, and I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna be
1: so good at this. I'm gonna rock this. It's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing." Uh, shoot, dude, I don't even know. Um, someone that I would want to run with probably Kim Kardashian. Okay, there there we go. Just because I just want to be like, are you really? Is this really like your deal? Like. <laughs> look it's just me it's just you we're out here on the trail are you really like this like this feels like it's all it's all a facade
0: you know let's get real here what should be on everyone's run playlist run playlist name one song should be on everybody's run playlist I Want to
1: Conquer the World by Bad Religion okay there we go what song best describes you (laughs) Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus I like that
0: (laughs) if there's a movie about your life who plays you
1: Uh, man, who who are some actors? <laughs> <on. I'm trying>. <laughs> Fabio, who <laughs> we got? No, dude, Fabio, Fabio wouldn't get my artistic uh, expression right. Um. Ryan Gosling. Oh, okay. We have civil, We have similar abdominal muscles. Oh, do you? Yeah, so. Work out the same. That's team. important.
0: That's, same trainer.
1: That's one thing that I would want to be historically accurate in the depiction of me. So, <laughs> it's the abs. Yeah, so that's who I would pick. I. And I, we're both uh, liabilities on defense in football, so, yeah. <laughs> 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 I got
0: that one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Remember the Titans right Yeah, I do, Yep. Boom. Uh, guilty pleasure song that's on your iPod.
1: Uh, semi-charmed kind of life by Third Eye Blind. Hey, Always right. puts me in a good mood. What's the first ultra you've ever you ever ran? Oh, the Buffalo Fifty Miler. Nice,
0: man. Favorite part of trail running? The way it makes me feel. Nice. Last question, except okay. for the one after that. Okay, ready? If someone wrote an autobiography about your life, what would the title be?
1: have have fun <laughs> that's so lame that's a
0: good one oh
1: god uh i don't know something about just 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 do just have have a good time try stuff do do cool stuff that's know. a long title though i don't know if they'd get well that. that'd be the subtitle though right like and there would be some kind of abbreviation and then they would talk about it like they'd an acronym like, or something yeah yeah they'd be like have you read um avocadu or however whatever the (laughs) letter Avocadoo. i don't know dude it's like a woody footy but that makes more sense yeah right i would make it fit but (laughs) that's how it would be something like that so
0: favorite aid station food bacon
1: bacon quesadillas okay
0: i i'm combining them into one because i eat them together a lot hey that's it that you're through you're through the lightning round first one we've had since we've been back that's
1: too bad because i actually feel like i was kind of on a roll there at the end
0: don't you think? No, I mean, I got stumped a little bit with the book title. <laughs> yeah. and, and for the listeners out there, when he was answering the questions, he had his eyes closed. You could, <laughs> he was going deep for these answers. Uh, you guys, I have thought so hard about. Yeah, that was too
1: much. That's it's deep thinking. I don't do a lot of that. I just I would. I would. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I don't verbalize a lot of my deep thinking. There you I, guess, go. I should say.
0: Well, hey Seth, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, it's great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having and, uh, me. It's, it's a pleasure. You know, surprise! Your you, Heidi's coming on in January. Oh, is she? So, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I awesome. I don't know if you knew that or not. I oh, no. Um, I'm pretty sure she knows that. I had a little conversation with her, but we're gonna have her on. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, kind of talk about like just how stellar she is and how it feels to be the the athlete in the family. That's gonna be your longest podcast ever <laughs> if you have to talk about how awesome she is. <laughs> Well, thanks again for coming on. Um, we really do appreciate you taking the time, and thanks for bringing the uh, DIPA, the Melvins 2x4. You're welcome. really, really appreciate that. There's a reason that.
1: I gave you that one, and I'm not. You think it took me a long time to answer the questions with what I
0: I think have. if you had had this, you probably would have been a lot quicker. I think things would have just slid right off your I'd tongue. have fallen asleep, I think. You do? There's a yeah. couch over there. You the Kim out.
1: Kardashian answer probably would have been the same.
0: Would it? Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but a little quicker
1: a little quicker yeah. yeah i wouldn't have had to pretend like i was gonna
0: think of something else <laughs> like something very like Gandhi. yeah yeah i beethoven man <laughs> all right well yeah thanks again for coming on yeah thanks for having and, me and uh yeah so we appreciate that and again everybody out there thank you so much for listening to the podcast we do appreciate it again we've got one more episode for 2023 if you have any questions comments anything for us here just send me a message manners at trailmanners.com check us out on the social channels And please share us with your friends. Let them know we're back. We're having a great time. And 2024 is going to be the best year yet. So with our special guest, Seth Waddubs, I'm Eric Manning, and we are out. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners podcast. I'd like to thank Seth Waddubs for joining us today. I also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. There, you can click on the donate button or check out our store page for some cool Trail Manners gear. And both donations and purchases sure help the show. And you can always hit us up on the contact page or email me at manners at trailmanners.com. Let me know what you'd like to see, who you want to hear, or even if you would like to be on the show. Also, don't forget to share us with your friends. And if you take just a minute to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or review on iTunes or Facebook, I really would greatly appreciate that. And don't worry, we have all the links in our show notes. Until next time, this is Eric Manning still reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.